hey, to all my female baggage droppers out there, I have a question for you. Do you like gold or silver? Well, at Brienne and Company Jewelry Store, you can find anything that you like. That's right. Brienne and Company is a jewelry boutique that has durable minimalist jewelry. She uses genuine pearls, local shells and sea glass, natural gemstones, and of course, precious metals. And these are all quality handcrafted designs by Brienne Light herself. Go and visit her at her website, brienneandco.com, or go to her Instagram that's always popping, at Brienne and Company. Thanks, Brianne. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all of my baggage droppers around the world, welcome to the, another episode of the Drop Your Baggage Podcast. With me, your host, the self-talk engineer, Charles Woolfork, and we have an outstanding guest today. But first, I want to ask you all to please subscribe and hit the like button if you are out there on Facebook or YouTube. Uh, and also, if you're on a podcast platform... Give a brother five stars and some feedback and subscribe as well. Uh, this is where we talk to people that are dope, that can give you hope and teach you a technique that can help you cope. And now I bring to you a brother from another mother. I tell you what, this is a kindred spirit of mine, Emilio Osaria. Now, Emilio is from no North Jersey, Union City, and, but he lived in Puerto Rico at one time, came back. But you know what? Through all these shifts and moves throughout his life, he used curiosity as a tool. And that had got him his first job in a grocery store as a butcher when he was like 13 years old and decided to be an entrepreneur. He said he put down the knife and decided to be an entrepreneur at 15 years old drawing people's portraits and he's had quite a few businesses he even stayed in corporate america learning program development this man is smart y'all better listen up now and then he uh he started coaching employees and leaders and started a life coaching business which evolved evolved into curiosity led he is now the ceo of curiosity led and has the curiosity led podcast and which Curiosity Led focuses on helping people get the skills and tools they need so they can prioritize, organize, and optimize their biz, their performance. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you Emilio Osorio. What's up? All right, now, what's going on? What's going on, man? <laughs> Thanks up? for that intro. I uh yeah I didn't I didn't even know my life was like that that's awesome <laughs> I love that you cool like that right you cool like that right? <laughs> <laughs> there we go man hey I tell you what you guys uh, Emilio is just a fascinating guy ever since like we met each other we clicked and I just have been inspired by him yesterday I was on his podcast the Curiosity Let podcast and he was so clean with his podcast, yo, y'all gotta check it out. Um, but let's know a bit of your journey, man, as far as where you're from and how'd you get to where you are now? Sure, man. So I'll, I'll give you the, the highlight reels and we could dig in a little bit if you want. Um, so like you said, yeah, I'm originally from, uh, actually, you know, before that, let me thank you for having me on. You know, do the right thing here. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. See, and, uh, <laughs> see how amazing this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you everybody uh for tuning in um so yeah so I, like uh charles said i got uh started my life right in north jersey um grew up in union city born in sea caucus and just you know lived my life there like uh a lot of normal kids in the hood would um yeah we grew up extremely poor yeah i mean extremely poor um you know both my parents uh, had some some challenges we'll say we'll say it that way and uh, yeah, so at 12 years old, I had to get my first job. I had no idea how to get a job. I think the legal age was like 11 and 
was like 12 years old and I'm like, all right, I got to I got to get a job. So I went, I went and found the only job I could. And it wasn't as a butcher. It was uh, just just butchering, like cutting up chickens to put in the butcher case. But that's it. Like could have butchered the big stuff or use the machines or none of that cool stuff. Uh, but, you know, started with that. And, um, you know, I, I started developing this reflex for curiosity. And I realized it's really a hack to learning things really, really fast. And what keeps people from it is that facing a situation that or, you know, asking yourself a question that you don't have a prepared answer for puts you almost in front of a chasm. And you just have to have the courage to step off the chasm. And trust that something else will come along as there are, you know, it's, it's a, it's a way of figuring it out that uses your strengths. But anyway, more on that later. So 12 years old here, I'm, um, you know, I figured out how to get this job. I just pretty much, you know, talk to the friends of the family who knew who sure enough, somebody knew somebody got my first job. Um, you know, also when I was younger, like I said, my, my parents had some issues, right? So we were raised by my mom. It was me and my sister. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And, time out uh, one second. Yeah, man. So like, did you go out there and actively ask for that job? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. It's just, you know, it, it was just a matter of going out and doing it. It was just being curious. It, it would somebody be willing, mm-hmm. right? Because the most you see kids my age or kids at that age do is like bag groceries. You know what I mean? So now I had to see, okay, well, what would people like want someone my age to do, right? So mm-hmm. I, I took bagging groceries and I'm thinking, all right, well, I can also take out garbage, mm-hmm. right? Wash some plates, right? <laughs> like clean up and do these. I'm like, all right, somebody has got to value these skills, mm-hmm. So that's what I went asking, you know, looking around if they needed somebody to do any of those things. And then, yeah, after I got my first job, which didn't take long at all, it was, you know, just a matter of learning other skills. Right. Um, so with that, I took that and even helped in my home life. So like I said, you know, we're raised by my mom, but there was a point where we had a lot of money troubles. So I'm this kid and I'm like, all right, give me your paycheck. And I created the budget for the house. When I was younger, you created the budget. I created the budget with and... wait, wait, wait. So you you said you were 12, 13. So that is what a um a a a, a so you're in eighth grade. That's OK. Eighth grade education. You About the eighth you grade. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know, it's fifth grade math. I yeah, mean, it's, it's, it ain't, you right? know. <laughs> but it, see, that's the thing. It's like I was telling you yesterday is like that's why information does not equal transformation. Yeah, because people may know it. But don't take action. So, you know, knowledge is power. Sure. As long as it's applied. Otherwise, it's just as useless as any other <laughs> random bit of info. You know, what I'm let's saying? go. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. So, yeah, man. So, you know, point moral of that part, part of the story is that, you know, curiosity was a huge part when I was growing up. It's, you know, working so young and, you know, dealing with adult problems very young it put me in a weird space, right? Cause I was too mature for kids, my own age, but too immature for people older than me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know, I know there are people out there who feel me on this. I know I'm not the only one. A hundred percent. Yeah. And we, you know, a lot of us had to do that. So, you know, being that my dad wasn't around and, you know, uh, I had to be the man of the house at a young age. Um, you know, if, if, 
force me to be resilient and to stay curious because if I stopped being curious, I stopped growing. When did you see that it was like curiosity that was carrying you forward? When did you see that that was your superpower? I mean, not for many years later, I'll be honest with you, but it's just little things that happen. So if we fast forward to 15, right? So we're talking at my first job at 12, right? And I'm staying working. I haven't not had a job since. I don't mean not had a job in the sense of work, like, but I've always had money coming in. That's what I'm saying, right? So, yeah, yeah, you already know. So um, basically from when I was 15, again, it was curiosity. It's like, okay, so I see people making money and not having to work for it. How do they do that? So just if you have a skill that people don't have, but can use the result of, they'll usually pay you something for it. So that's where the portraits got started. I was already drawing and writing poetry, doing a bunch of stuff, right? Uh, You're creative. Yeah, very creative, man. Very creative. So I basically took, um, you know, what I created and just asked people and see who would want to buy it. And that's when I, you know, started to understand, you know, what selling to a particular type of person was, right? How to talk to people, because it wasn't really about the the drawing. It was about that connection and building that relationship, right? So from then on, I've always had a business since I was 15, to some degree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you so, know? Yeah, but you also um, said that you had dabbled in corporate America, learning program yep. development. Uh, so absolutely. Tell us about that transition into once again, getting a job. And did you have a side hustle on top of that job as well? All right. That's a good question. So um, yeah, so for corporate America, so I, all right. So the types of jobs I had were pretty much blue collar up until I was like 25. And um Oh my God. This place was like the, it was, it was the um, repair shop that like, no, it was the contractor supply company that time forgot. I mean, it was, we didn't have a cash register. It was a cash box. The lock was broken, of course, but that's okay. Cause you're expected to fist fight somebody if they try and steal from you. We had customer cards that you had to stamp on a carbon copy receipt. Man, listen, we had bricks in that place that were from the Great Depression, and I am telling no lie. Like it would uh, anyway. Uh point point to that is, you know, so just to give you an idea of the type of environment, right? I was working in, I was, you know, basically a, a yard guy with fixed rental equipment, mm-hmm. sometimes moonlight and fix big machines, machine mm-hmm. parts, things like that. But uh in 2008, when things got a little rough up there, I um looked at my life and I was like, you know what? Like curious, like being curious about how to survive has got me this far. Right. Right. Cause I went from absolutely no experience uh, doing any of that kind of work within a year. I mastered pretty much everything, you know what I mean? But it was just staying curious, right. Staying busy. So, but I, what I thought was, okay, I have this dream, right. That I want to move to California and you know, I had things I wanted to do out there. So I'm like, okay, so I, I quit my job and well, be more accurate. They were going to lay me off anyway. But so I was like, all right, so let me just, let me just quit. And um, yeah, I applied for this job in San Francisco, right. In UCSF 
Uh, so it's University of California out there, and it was uh, to be a lab assistant. Right. Wow. So yeah, yeah. Again, no experience there, but I uh, went in. I applied. Uh, flew back. You know, three thousand miles each way, or thirty five hundred, whatever it is. And I uh, went back and forth, got the job, right? So I ended up kind of putting all my stuff in storage and just, I was out. <laughs> bruh, bruh, what on the application or during the, what on your application in your resume or during the uh, interview did you say or do in order to get this position that you had no experience with? All right, now. In order to learn more, I do have a program that I developed around that is called the 30 day dream job. You can find more information at curiosity. Life. No, but <laughs> so I had to do the plug. No, no, but that's a great question. And that's exactly why I created that program is because it's, it's not what's on the resume or what I say in the interview. It's how big of a problem I could solve. That's what I learned by being an entrepreneur when I was young. It's wow. We we completely lose sight that we're dealing with people. It's not a job or an organization. It's another person that has problems, and they're looking for somebody to solve their problem. Like I'll, I'll give you I'll give you one that you know you hear in interviews all the time, and they really don't mean what they ask. Like so, tell me about yourself, right? Nobody cares. I'm just gonna be raw with you. You know what I'm saying? People don't care. What they're actually asking you is, what are you going to do for me? That's what they're asking. So if you're on an interview, right, and this even goes with a sales call, right? Like when people are asking you about your product and about what you do, whatnot, it's the same thing, right? So basically what you, what you want to do is state your information to a well-researched problem. Like you should know if you're, for example, going for, I don't know, a supervisor role, right? So that's entry level management. So you know that supervisors are solving particular problems like managing workflow, approving timesheets, onboarding and training new employees, right? The very, very basics. As you go up in the runs, there are bigger problems, hence the bigger ticket or the bigger price tag, Mm -hmm. just like you're selling a product. Same thing. So that's basically how I did it. I went in, but like, see, my I, I do have experience fixing equipment. So that experience transferred over a little bit because I was able to identify certain things. Like I looked up, well, what's what are the basic things that were that are in a lab? Right. So the basic components, so like a chemical hood, you know, if you have a cryogenic station, you know, you have your your freezers, all that. Right. And then what they do. So if you look that information up, you'll have enough to prep you to at least ask good questions. Wow. Yeah. What made you? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to cut you off. Nah, man, please. What made you look for that, though? Like like with just being curious, just your, yeah, your mind went to another level of what problem I can solve. Like I'm, I am obsessively curious over my customer, my client, my client is anybody who's, who's in front of me. Like, and you know, this is just something that I believe personally, if you don't treat people with good customer service, then you've already lost half of the meaning of you being here. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's like, we don't, we're, we're social animals. And very rarely do we obsess over other people. 
I'm gonna I'm give you I'm gonna give you one here. You can uh, keep this in the main one or put this in uh, you know on the Patreon or if you got another avenue there. No, but but for real, like um, so with relationships, right? Any relationship, you and your boss, you and a customer, you and your spouse. There are three gateways, three levels that we all must go through, right? So I refer to them as gateways because we try and skip steps. So I'll give you an example. Level one is you meet my needs. What are you going to do for me? What do you bring to the table? That's like dating, right? That's what dating is. You're just sitting, you're hanging out, you're you know, eating a nice meal, whatever you're doing, and you're getting to know one another. You're feeling each other out. It's like when two boxers are in the ring. The first round, first couple of rounds, they're feeling each other out, a couple jabs, testing each other. That's level one. That's the first gateway, right? The second gateway is, okay, I meet your needs, you meet my needs. So as I scratch your back, you scratch my back. It starts becoming transactional. And the reason is because there's a deeper principle about family being the business and love being the law. But we'll get into that in another episode probably, but just to kind of plant a seed. But that second level is where we we get stuck, man. Like people who who uh, have trouble with sales are usually stuck in level two because they're they want the sale so bad you know they just like i need this person to buy i need this sale and then they yeah they go in with that energy so what's coming out is you know oh this guy wants my money and they start yeah backing off a little bit so if you think about the relationship with your with uh, your spouse or your significant other out there, it's the same thing. Your value systems are tested in level two. And you get to see how the other person interprets love, reacts to it, interprets anger and aggression and reacts to it. You get to see a lot of this dynamic, and that's why it's transactional. But what happens is when you get stuck here, you start to superimpose your values onto someone else's actions. So I'll give you a perfect example. I had a client, her and her uh, significant other, right? They were living together. He's a blue collar guy, cool dude. He, um, so what he would do, he'd make sure her car is always detailed, make sure the landscaping is done, build things for that. Like that, that's just how he expressed love. But for her, she was like, I don't need that. I can pay somebody to do that. What I need from you is to give me time and attention to come out and do things with me to socialize because she liked to entertain. But that wasn't him. You know what I'm saying? But they, they did a lot of good for each other. So because he did good, she stayed and she did good and vice versa. But their values were not aligned. You know what I'm saying? So that's level two. And it's the same with with customers, right? Like you have those legacy customers and you'll find that it's never a case of transaction. It moves to the third level, right? So I'll segue into that. And the third level is your needs are my needs. It's now or you don't, it's not about you anymore. It's not about, oh, well, you got to do this for me and that for me because of X, Y, and Z. No, it's what do you need? And you'll notice your best customers, your best relationships, the family members you get along with, the friends in your circle, ain't nobody looking for nothing from you. They're looking to bring value and add value into your life. That's level three. And a lot of times we try and skip to level three without going through one and two. That's where you have a lot of 
marital issues, right? Why the marriage rate is so low in this country is like, I think 65, 70% of marriages now end in divorce. It's very high. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. But this is where a lot of toxicity comes in is because we're trying to jump, but mm-hmm. we don't understand. It's like degrees, man. Like it, you know, relationships and anything that you want to do has a level of degrees. And it's, it's not just learning specific things about a person or specific, or, you know, specific activity. It's really about going deep and understanding the breadth and the depth of the thing. Right. So when we're talking about, um, going through those steps, like me and my wife, we had a long engagement. I mean, a long uh, courtship and a short engagement. I was firm on that. We dated for five years before I proposed, but we were only engaged for six months. And then we got married. You Boom. knew. That's it. Because I don't got to propose and wait. I made the decision. Now it's just about execution. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But that's the thing. It's that, that courtship period. We went through breakups. We went through arguing. We went through figuring ourselves out, figuring each other out. And we did all that without the contract. And now we got the contract. And now it's like, you know, the the difference is night and day. Like, I don't question like I used to question. Right. And I know part of that was me. Right. But, you know, like, but, you know, I don't question like I used to question uh, with her. Like, it's just such a. A sink, you know what I'm saying? So it went past the the courtship, yes, and to each other's values, yeah, and being able to identify each other's values and speak each other's love languages. Yep. Yep. And then when you speak each other language, others' love language, you can give selflessly. Absolutely. So is absolutely that's the third level is giving selfless, like not being. No, it's not about you. It's not about what you give. It's about being obsessively curious about the other person. Mm. So what do they need? What do they need? Got you. It's two different verbs. Yeah, because that level you're talking about is still level two, a level two activity, because you're like, all right, you're meeting my needs. I need you to keep meeting my needs so that I can continue to meet your needs. I, 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 I thought that was more of level one, because with level one, that's so transaction. Level, no, no, that's yes. courtship. That's courtship. My bad. Yeah. yeah. No, so level. level one, level one is you know you meet my needs. Yeah. But you're you're not giving anything in return. This ah. is I need to see who you are. I need to see what you're about. Yeah. That's dating because you're both guarded. You're putting your best foot forward. Gotcha. Then when that starts to come down, that's now level two because you're learning. You're testing each other. You know what I'm saying? So it's okay. You're meeting my needs. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll meet your needs. You know what I'm saying? hundred percent. Yeah, I see yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I see now. So just being, like you said, being obsessed with that other person's needs. So That's it. when you're in a sales, then it's all about how can I serve this person? Mm-hmm. What can I do to serve? How can I Absolutely. make this person's better? What results, what positive results can I get for this potential client? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it, it even gets more basic. Like if you want to know what your client wants for lunch, mm-hmm. go ask them. That, you know, it's just real basic. I mean, yeah. that's what obsessive curiosity looks like. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a, a thing you got to go out and learn a program to do. It's something we're born with, but we forget to use it. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, as we as we grow up, you mm-hmm. know, we kind of age out of curiosity for some reason. Yeah. 
you know, but that's really, it's, it's as basic as that. And then letting your brain do what your brain does. Cause you'll see when you just take yourself out of the equation and start mm-hmm. asking yourself, like when we did the avatar activity yesterday, like you just go and you ask this avatar, you know, where does it hurt? You know, what is it that you're trying to do? Like, what's your, and, and like, like you see on Facebook, right. But like these questions, like what's your biggest challenge right now? Like, what is it that you want to fix? Right. It sounds so basic and cliche, but it's, you know, asking people those questions and giving the opportunity for them to express themselves fully is so liberating. Like you'd be surprised. Yeah. I, when I first got into network marketing, yeah. all they did was say, here's a present, here's the product, here's the presentation, yeah. go present. Go ask as many people as possible. And then someone at the higher level said nothing about the presentation. He said, the thing that I do most is I listen. And I never got that until I uh, started my own business. Because if I listen, I can see what problems that I can help that person solve, what they need and how I can serve them. And then it's just about putting my product in those places where they need, they're, they're hurting the most. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that right there, what you touched on, that's the skill set. So it's a skill set I call being a curious consultant. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's uh, so just a little preview. It's a pro- another program I'm developing. It's like <laughs> level three. So it's how to now go from, you know, being an expert to entrepreneur. This guy's a beast. Yeah. You know, listen, no, but I'm telling you, man, because it's, <laughs> it's real stuff, man. Like what you're talking about. I mean, it, that that skill set if you can make that habit, you can solve problems for anyone, which means you've got an endless supply of customers. If you look at it from a business perspective, otherwise you've got a limitless supply of potential friends, right? Whether they're like what they say, like single serving friends, like in fight club, <laughs> like whether it's your single serving friend that you got for a few minutes or people that you're friends for year, years with, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's really being open and listening, Right. And the curious consultant, like I talk about one of those concepts, um, which is which I, I got from uh, another mentor of mine, but it's uh, that love is the law and family is the business. Right. It's it's learning how to and I use this term loosely, but how to monetize each gateway of a relationship like you can, for example, let's take it from a business perspective and then we'll bring it into the family dynamic, if that's all right. Um Go for it. But yeah, man, from a business perspective, like level one is getting to know each other. Like lawyers charge by the hour for that to get to know you. We give it away for free. Right. Not, you know, but not understanding that some interactions people need to pay for. So if somebody wants me one on one coaching, trust me, it's not cheap. It's not cheap. But what I can promise you is a, fen- a phenomenal result, right? And, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, the reason I can do that is because I've mastered the skill of solving problems, asking really good questions and working with you to find solutions, you know, and it's opened avenue. Just being curious has opened avenues for me. Like, you know, I've, I've been, you know, before I even made my you know, my first few sales, I had uh, equity in the business. I didn't know what that was. Right. But so it's like, Hey, you want a few shares and we'll just keep you on the advisory board. I'm like, that hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I started doing that and I'm like, oh, that's really, you know, and I started learning, right. And then getting my own clients and things like that. But long, long story short, um, you know, when you can master that skill set, like, trust me, it's like your, your potential, whether you're talking about work or whatever is limitless. So, oh, I'm sorry. I got a little sidetracked level one. I apologize. You're fine. I get a little, yeah, I got a little excited with this information. <laughs> I you know, see so you, bro. I see yeah. you. Let's go. Uh, on my life right here but anyway so yeah so level one so getting to know you you can you can monetize that but not all currency is money you know what i'm saying 100%. so like you can like like they use the word monetize loosely again but it's it's understanding the uh the exchange right yes. it's reciprocity you're giving them something and then you get something mm-hmm. right so friendships here's here's a good example so a friend is when you is uh, someone who invests in someone else without looking for a return, but mm-hmm. there is always a return on investment. Mm-hmm. So you're not looking for, you don't do anything looking for a return, but just by association, there are things that transfer over networks, right? Resources, another brain, right? Another ear. Right. I mean, that's the exchange. It's not and it's not about, you know, you being greedy. It's just this is the nature of the exchange. Mm -hmm. And you and if you're not purposeful on who you let past uh, gateway one, you're in for a lot of issues. Gateway one is your opportunity to test the waters. Mm. You know, like for me to work with me, there's an application process, right? Like to work, I mean, to work with me, either group coaching or individual coaching. Because I, I don't take just anybody only because there are just some things I, I can't do. <laughs> right. So I'm not going to make promises I can't keep. You know mm, I see. Good stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. So it, it lets the other person know, okay, this is my, these are my boundaries. This is what you can get within these, you know, within these boundaries. And then now, okay, let's see what you got. Mm-hmm. And then go from there. Mm-hmm. Now, love that. So you can monetize that. Like I said, level two. Now, when you're talking about that transactional exchange, this is where you talk about now your low and medium ticket items, right? Even some high ticket, right? Because here, what you're doing is okay. Now you're you know what their problem is because they told you in, in gateway one, mm-hmm. right? You know where they're trying to go. So now you're working together to find solutions. You don't necessarily need to have it figured out. Like mm-hmm. you just have to be able to sit with them and find a solution with them. Once you do that, right, you got a service if you didn't have one before. But figuring out the problem now, you got a service. So now that's something that you can take to the marketplace and say, hey, if you give me money, I will give you this service. And now you're a player in Gateway 2 because now you're exchanging with the marketplace. All right, so now to transition into Gateway 3 is now where systems are important. Why? Because if you're doing the marketing, if you're doing the emails, if you're doing the outreach, the sales calls, the fulfillment, the follow-up, the onboarding, everything, you don't have time to be curious. The curiosity demands one thing, and that's space. Like you need to give your mind space to be curious. So I, I'm sure you've heard of growth and fixed mindset, mm-hmm. right? Carol Dweck's work. Um, so you know, because a mindset is not fixed, <coughs> excuse me, because a mindset is not fixed. That means that, um, you know, that means that 
you cannot. Uh, man, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Enough worries. Um, uh, you talking about growth mindset before that? You were talking about um, the third level. You just got into the third level. Right, right. Third level. Okay, so it's the systems. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so the system. Okay, so I'll just get back on that track. Or maybe I'll remember what the point I was trying to make. <laughs> but that's where you need the systems because now you need to free up yourself mm-hmm. to have the space to have the time to be able to ask those questions, right? That's when you really get into deep learning. Like deep learning is not in a crammed state, is not in a high stress state. Growth mindset is when you're, um, you're open to experiences. And that was the point. It's, it's that you're expansive, right? So the cells, when stress hormones are low, are, their receptors are open. Mm-hmm. So they're open to the environment and they're doing and taking in nutrients to grow. But once you introduce stress, the receptors close and they go in protection mode. Right. So your mindset works the same way. Right. If you're under stress, it's going to close down and not let in a lot of information versus if you're relaxed, you'll come up with better ideas than what's in most books. Yeah, that's the potential we don't even realize that we have, you know, and it's almost like I say, go return to, to childhood in a way. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's that um, being in that open space to be able to ask those questions. So you, you'll notice calmer people tend to make better decisions. Touche. Because they're, they're regulating. And that's what it is. It's regulating. That's a different conversation. But anyway. <laughs> Um, so that, that third level, that third level is now bringing systems into the business to allow you the space to ask your customer better questions, mm. to ask the market questions, ask other entrepreneurs questions, ask mentors questions, ask your employees questions. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, like that's, that's the magic. Um, someone once was <clears throat> once said, you know, the point of financial freedom is to be able to buy your time back. Amen. And, you know, I'm with that, but I would also say the point of financial freedom or at least um, mental freedom mm-hmm. <laughs> is giving yourself that time and space to come up with million dollar ideas. Right. You are just giving me so many bars today, dog. Just Bro, bars on top of bars on top of bars. <laughs> God. Yeah, that's what it's about, bro. But that's level three, man. See, that's when you have systems, right? And you're at that level. Now you can start talking about these high level masterminds, these, you know, bigger events, um, retreats. Mm-hmm. That's when they become the better option because now you have everything set up through gateway one and two. So now gateway three, it's just about you giving, man, because you're just concerned about your customer. You're obsessed about them. So now yeah. you have an opportunity for them to experience you for a day, two days at a time and just be able to pour into the, like Come on, man. <laughs> you know what That's where the magic is, bro. The So with these systems, it, it allows you the bandwidth to mm-hmm. be able to be curious about how you can make your product or service better so you can serve and Absolutely. Give, give whatever, not give, but see what, what was the thing that you said? It wasn't giving. It was just seeing what your yeah, seeing need. what they need, being curious exactly. about what they need, being curious about what they need, and whatever they need, you just give it to them. Hey, dog, we didn't need, like that is so inspiring that 
you started out as this kid curious curious about how you can make money for the fam yeah man and then transitioned over to building a business and then building more businesses getting mm. into corporate and then seeing how you can serve others more and what other people mm. need it so you can just be the best coach that you can possible so people can make uh, more money and and could transition their lives into whatever they want it to be that is absolutely a, a outstanding story man yeah man no i appreciate that yeah man i mean there's just more to it but i know with time and everything but I yeah know. man it's i know just, it's a lot bro but yeah, man. Thank you. Appreciate giving me the opportunity to tell it, but I know there's more to come. Oh, for sure. For sure. You got so much knowledge in there. You just gave us the tip of the iceberg. That's the crazy part about this, ladies and gentlemen. He has so much knowledge. And uh, I just appreciate every bit of knowledge that you have been uh, giving me. And I'm so blessed that you're on the podcast because here on the Drop Your Baggage podcast, we talk to people that are dope, that can give you hope and teach you a technique that can help you cope. And that technique is a neuro-linguistic programming technique called mental and emotional release. Now, for those who don't know what neuro-linguistic programming is, it is a mental martial art where you have multiple techniques that help you communicate with your heart and your subconscious mind in order to get what you desire. And I want to let you know, Emilio, that I am not a psychiatrist or a therapist or a counselor or a social worker or none of that. I'm just an alternative to all of those amazing resources. And today you wanted to release the fear of success. So please tell us about your fear of success. Sure. You know, so one of the, um, I guess, blowbacks of kind of living my life the way I have, right. And, and uh, being obsessively curious is that uh, at least for me, uh, you know, I've always felt that I had to figure it out and it not so much put on a show, but that, I had to just convey excellence in everything that I did, right? So it's like I had to be um, not just, I, I didn't just have to get the job. I had to be the best at the job. I didn't just start a coaching program. I wanted to be the best coaching program out there mm-hmm. and solve problems as quickly as possible, right? Mm-hmm. But now I've reached a plateau because now I see other entrepreneurs, right? And I see how they're moving and what they're doing. And, but I'm noticing I'm still holding on tightly to some of the work. Right. So, you know, my thought process is that I'm holding myself back because of what releasing that work and releasing those things could potentially bring. And that is scary as hell. So releasing the yeah. work as, as far as delegating, is that what you're saying? It's delegating, but it's it's really like emotionally disconnecting from the work. You know what I mean? Like, so how, how do I explain it? Like sales, right? Like, I don't, I'm not comfortable giving someone else the reins on my sales. Right. You right. know what I mean? But it's a personal thing. It's because, and I know this is like kind of a no-no in sales, but, you know, I try to give a transformation on the call. Just just a quick transformation, just so they could kind of experience what it's like to work with me. You know, and, uh, you know a lot of the sales folks say that you shouldn't do that at all. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, so it's just it's it's more personally gratifying for me to be able to do that. Yeah, but I I know that letting go of that will free me up to do bigger things. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're just wanting to clear out your bandwidth so you can get you can expand your level three. Exactly. Exactly. 
now with the fear of success so it's not I'm, I'm thinking about all the different fears yeah, so you saying yeah, it's sure. the fear of success because you think if you get too big then that i'm not going to do some of the pieces that i love to do because it's not that like there are things that i hate that i could delegate right <laughs> Yeah. What you hate is easy to delegate, you oh, know? Sure. <laughs> but, but it's the things that you don't, but that, you know, you should, you know? So I, I like getting on sales calls. I like talking to people and mm. like, you know, I like that. Yeah. You know, and, and fine. That could be me, but I'm a tinkerer, bro. Like I'm an architect by nature, man. Yeah. Like I love building, bro. Like I like being in the boardroom with people, even if it's one-on-one with people and mm-hmm. strategizing and figuring it out and then carrying it through to execution. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's I have to weigh my options, right? Because both neither of both of those I'm gonna have to let go of eventually. Cause I should be able to train mm. people or hire people who know how to do those things to just be my proxy so that I could actually lead the organization or do you know what I'm saying? Well, hundred hundred percent. And what you said earlier just makes so much sense that if you have in systems for you to be able to train them and there is no there is no issue that's what i'm saying yeah so the fear of success comes from the fact that you're going to it's a fear that you're gonna not appreciate your business as much if you're not doing the things that you um that's a great question that's a great question no so it's not so much it's not so much the appreciation it's um like i'm letting the business down that's what it feels like like if I'm not doing these things, mm-hmm. like I'd be letting I'd be letting the business down. And I know if I so to be more successful, like I have to let go of those things. But I feel if I stop doing those things, it's like I'm letting the business down. I think it's a fear of failure, bro. Yeah. Oh, it's not a fear of success. Gotcha. Fear of success is like I'm gonna get so big. I'm gonna get so big. It's like you with fear of success. What I usually see is someone goes from six figures to seven. But yeah. they don't know how to handle the seven. If subconsciously, they don't know how to handle seven. They get that sphere of heights and then they'll go back to six and maybe or maybe even five. You see, Got you. Got so you. I mean, and, and um, so in these words, uh, so like what I see from you is it's not that you're afraid of the heights that you'll have. Mm-hmm. It's, you're, it's not about the money or the, the whatever. It's not about mm-hmm. you um, being too busy or anything like that. It's about. Man, I, I'm letting I, like I'm letting go of something, and if I if if I drop the ball somewhere, if someone drops the ball somewhere, I'm letting the business mm, down. Mm. Does that yeah. sound? Does that yeah, sound? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a fear of failure, and I know like and, and it's it's not about you um, being afraid to fail as far as an entrepreneur and find, find like seeing new things and trying new things. Of course, that's what we do as entrepreneurs, but this is your baby as well. Curiosity led, man. That's that's right. That's like yours. It's my yeah, it's my life's work, bro. Yes, <laughs> evolving. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, for, sure. for you to let it let, let something go, it's it's something that it, it, where a bit of fear can be right there. I understand. So, like, how has it held you back within your business at all? Um, definitely hiring the people that. Or no, even more basic, like even making the time to map out the systems. It's like at the most basic, like I have some systems mapped out, like things that are critical that I could delegate. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but yeah, it's like for those pieces. Okay. So my sales process, right? Like I got, I got the basic skeletons of it. I know how to onboard a client. Right. But yeah, like that puppy's in my head, you know, <laughs> like the way my conversations go, the cues I listen for, you know, things like that. But to be honest, I mean, I haven't really sat down to document that process so that someone can step in and do it. Understood. You know, and that's not just with that. That's with multiple things in the business. You know what I'm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those systems that you're kind of procrastinating on. Yes, sir. That's that's when, right. You already know there's a fear when you start procrastinating on something. Yep. I got a question for you. Yep. How much do you think it's costing you? Man. Man, if I'm honest with myself, probably like 80K a month. Mm, a month? At least. Holy shit. Listen, at least. Listen, you know you know the game. You know what it is, bro. Yeah. Like, if you got the systems in place, you got a dope product, you got yeah. good marketing. Yeah. You know, it's in there. I mean, it's doable, you know? Like, I know my, my products work. You know, I... I've tested them on many people. Like, I, you know, I know they work. Yeah. It's, um, you know, but it's a matter of now taking that next step. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, man, that's that, that's that piece. That's that piece. Bro, we got to let this go right now. Yeah, man. Are you ready? You ready to drop your baggage? Man, hell yeah. Bro. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Yeah. Uh, with uh, with the mental and emotional release process, you got three things that you need to do. Number one, you got you need to use your imagination. Number two, you need to follow directions. Mm-hmm. Number three, you need to trust the process. Know that I'm your guide, and I come here with love, and uh, I'm going to be leading you through this easily and effortlessly. All right, sounds uh, good. We created your timeline. Your past can be to your left, to your right, or behind you. If you were to know, where's your past? Mm-hmm. Where's your past? To be behind me. Where's your future? In front of me. Ah, that's what's up. So let's get into it. Is it all right with your unconscious mind for you to release this fear of failure today and for you to be aware of it consciously? It is. What is, the, what is the root cause of this problem? The first event, which when disconnected, that will cause this problem to disappear. If you were to know, when was the first time mm. that you first had the fear of failure? I don't know the age, but I know the event. And this was probably between eight and 10 years old sometime, but I know the event. Perfect. perfect. Good enough. Yeah, that's good enough. All right. Um, You want me to tell you the event? Yes. Or just hold it. Okay. So this is a few years after my mother and father split up and I was a kid and somebody had come to the house either to collect a bill i don't know it was some some man but he was angry mm. and my mom pushed me in front of him as a little kid she's like well go defend me you're the man of the house <laughs> and that was the first time that i can remember feeling like that like if i don't do something right i'm gonna let the house down like yeah, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> yeah bro yeah 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 that had to be the first time i, I felt that yeah. yeah okay that's a good one that's a really good one yeah uh, you could probably still feel that when I was like, Dang. yeah, oh yeah, listen, you see me, you see me looking like yeah. inside, inside, I'm glazing over, bro. Like that one is like, yeah, bro, yeah, I haven't thought about that in years, man. <laughs> I got you, but you know, that's where a, a lot of like with the root, uh, with uh, 
with negative emotions and limiting beliefs, you got to pull them out by the root. What I mean by that mm-hmm. is you got to go back to that first event. It's just like a um, it's just like a weed. If you chop a weed off at the top, or even if you chop a weed off at the base of the ground, right where the soil is, you're not gonna get rid of the root. Or I'm sorry, you're mm-hmm. not gonna get rid of the weed. You mm-hmm. you got to pull it out by its root in order to get rid of it uh, permanently. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we about to do. All, All right, right, man. This is a si- simple, systematic guided meditation. So you can go ahead and close your eyes, relax, and let me know when you're ready to drop your baggage. Good to go. All right. Now, just imagine floating up above yourself as if though you were a spirit or energy. And just see yourself right here from a third person point of view. See your black shirt and your headphones, your speaker. If there's a window around, see that. Your chair, the screen in front of you. If there's a door, well, there's got to be a door around. What color, ask yourself what color is the floor, right? Let me see. Let me know when you can see yourself in the whole event. Aaron, I got it. All right. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above that first event in which you felt that fear of failure when you were just a little boy with your mom and that angry man and hover above that event, looking at that event from a third person point of view, being the observer. Don't move. Let me, let me know when you're above that event. I'm there. Stay right there. Don't move. Hover over that event. And just ask your unconscious mind what it needs to learn from the event. The learning of which will allow you to let go of the emotions easily and effortlessly. Your unconscious mind can preserve the learnings so that if you need them in the future, they'll be there. Just tell your unconscious mind to preserve the learnings. This is an exercise of forgiveness and acceptance. Forgiveness for yourself and others and acceptance of yourself and others. Who do you have to forgive? What do you have to accept? Who do you have to accept? Focus your attention upon how hurt people hurt people. We're all doing the best that we can with the resources and consciousness that we have. We can't control anyone else's actions, but we can control our response. We can grow stronger and wiser and learn from people's actions and mistakes. Other people's actions have nothing to do with you. It's only a reflection of their baggage and whatever they're going through at the time. And we're better people than we were when those events occurred. You're a better person than you were when those events occurred. Very importantly, what is something positive and empowering? You can tell that little boy, your mom, and even that angry man with the consciousness that you have today that would allow the emotions to evaporate like water on the concrete on a hot summer day. And as you preserve these learnings, the emotions are starting to dissipate more and more until they're all gone. Just let me know when they're all gone. Take your time. Yeah, man. Good. Awesome. Now with your eyes closed and you hovering above that event, Tell us, what'd you learn from the event? So I learned that, um, starting with my mother, that she felt um, abandoned, right? Mm -hmm. She has her own issues. um, And 
whatever was going on, you know, she needed to feel safe and she didn't feel safe. As for the man, I can't remember why he was angry, um, but the lesson there, um, lesson there for me is that you, sometimes you won't know why people mm. are triggered the way they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that shouldn't deter you from doing what you have to do, mm-hmm. right, and playing your position. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, as a young man. Um, you know, to first forgive my mother and understand that she's trying to feel safe. Mm -hmm. And I have to forgive myself knowing that I was in no position to keep her safe (laughs) as a grown ass man, (laughs) you know, but, uh, you know, understand that with whatever I had, I did the best that I could to be the best man I could be in that situation. Even if, even though I was a little kid still, you know, I I was the man of the house, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so I did the best that I could and it was good enough because my mom's still here and we're all okay. So. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. What is a a lesson that you can take from that situation and take forward with you into the future to make you a better person? That, um, my ideas are good enough. Mm-hmm. So for example, the company doesn't need me in every seat. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. needs me at the brain center. It needs me to be the, so like, I don't call myself a chief executive officer. I'm a chief curiosity officer. Mm-hmm. So allow me to really step into that role and ask bigger and better questions and be able to serve more and serve better. Um, but first I I have to accept that what I'm doing is good enough Mm -hmm. and that I'll, I'll grow. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That kid. Just like that kid. I will grow and not every customer will be happy and not every team member will be happy, you know, but whatever the reason, the mission must continue Mm -hmm. and I got to play my position and fulfill my purpose in this world. And understand that um, some people just want to feel safe. Mm. And safety, if you go to, you know, just basic needs, um, you know, it's, it's about having your foundational needs met, like, you know, food, shelter, clothing, all that stuff. Um, but once you have that, you have to start thinking about impact, right? And that's the piece I feel that, I can teach my mother, right? Mm-hmm. Like in that situation mm-hmm. is the impact of what you do, what you say, or that you put on people. Mm. Um, and I think the, the better we can do that, the better, the more service, the more of service we can be. And um, just the better experiences we'll have in general. Amen. That's a, that's a great one, Doug. It's a great one. All right. Now just imagine floating up above your timeline, it flowed deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above the dinosaurs during the prehistoric age. Let me know when you're above the dinosaurs. I'm there, bro. All right. Now just imagine floating deeper and deeper and deeper into space to where space and the atmosphere connects. And imagine your timeline is the size of a fingernail. Let me know when you're there. I'm there. All right. 
now, just imagine floating there, weightless, in space, and ask yourself now, where are the emotions? Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared? Now. Where they go, they're miles away. <laughs> awesome. Now, just imagine floating down inside the event, seeing through your own eyes as a little kid and check on the emotions. Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared? Now. They're there, but it's it's different. It's um, there's more gratitude there for the experience. Do you still feel the fear of failure? No. Awesome. No, just a lot of gratitude. Awesome. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and float deeper and deeper into the past above the dinosaurs and then float into space to where space and the atmosphere connects. Let me know when you're there. I'm there. All right. Listen closely. Float very, very high above your timeline, above each and every event in which you felt the fear of failure from birth until now in chronological order. Don't mm -hmm. skip one event. Preserve the learnings and let go of that fear of failure all the way back to now. Go. Float very, very high above your timeline, above each and every event in which you felt that fear of failure, just like when you did that with the first one. Just like what you did with the first one, go above each and every event in which you felt that fear of failure, preserve the learnings. And just like what you did with that first one, let go of that fear of failure all the way back to now. And don't come back to now until that fear of failure is all gone. And when it's all gone, you let me know. Take your time. Take your time. You got time. All right. Awesome. Flow down into your body and open your eyes when you're ready. Welcome back. Yeah, good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff, man. Yeah, man. No, I was good, man. I was good. What was good about it? Um, I released a lot of things that uh, I didn't even see there. I wasn't cognizant of it. So, for example, like that, that fear of failure. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't even... I jump into things like face first, you know, <laughs> so I'm like, didn't even think of it. But now going back, it, it you know, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Um, I like floating above everything and just seeing everything in that small perspective. Uh, yeah, it's a small perspective from the vantage point. Mm -hmm. It was good. Just like to put in realistic terms, it's really just a blip, but preserve the learnings, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and just having an opportunity to uh, go back to that event and talk to everyone involved was super, super helpful. Wow. Uh, I felt that. Yeah. Was anything challenging to you? Mm, not, not so much challenging. Uh, just the first time around, um, you know, the fear was still there, but there was gratitude for it. You know, like I, I like looking back, I'm glad I experienced that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but that was, that was, you know, I guess the only part, but it wasn't like a challenge. It was just you know, something to point out. Yeah. I was just yeah. like, I, I had a, a person to give me some feedback and he told me um, that we don't know if this is like BS or not. The audience doesn't know. Some of the audience members don't know if this like, is this really real? You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm trying to like challenge to see like any different holes as I digress. Got you. Do you smell bacon? 
Nope, no bacon. Okay, I asked you that. <laughs> I asked you that to take your mind off the meditation. So, very good. Can you remember a time in the past in which you used to feel that old emotion? And go back and notice if you can feel it, or you may find that you cannot. Yeah, no. <laughs> you seem surprised. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, because no, there there are a few moments in my life where I know I felt it, but I don't feel it. Like when I'm imagining it putting myself in it like i don't feel it like yeah it's crazy how would it feel before like uh physically or or uh, mentally emotionally yeah definitely visceral and it's like right in my chest Hmm. when i think about it you know like that rock in the chest uh but now it's like it's not like that as i can think about the event Mm -hmm. and feel good about it Mm. actually Mm. This, you have a deep sense of gratitude. That's, cool. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, so the other test is, I want you to imagine going out into the future to an unspecified time in the future in which if it would have happened in the past, you would have felt the fear of failure. But it's the future now. So see if okay. you can find that old emotion or you may find that you cannot. So in the future... Something that would have triggered the old emotion. Yes. Hmm. That, that's good. No, <laughs> that's good. I put myself somebody else on my sales calls and I was fine with it. <laughs> Why is that? What was your mind, what's your mindset about it now? Um, they're going to make mistakes, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are going to be some customers that aren't going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to know why. <laughs> and people are going to come wanting to feel safe and you know, wanting to do all, you know, wanting to find a solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and as long as they do their best, they'll be all right. Right. It's the same lessons I learned. Yeah. If we do hear yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's really good. That's really good. <laughs> really good. Is there wow. anything like so this seems shocking to you? Why is it so shocking? Um it's just because it was there and now it's not there. I mean, it's <laughs> only way to put it. It's like I was sitting and think about it. And it was they, these like they were things that I'd have to power through or really like force myself to focus because I, yeah, I don't want to feel that feeling. So now the feeling isn't there. It's like not associated with the event. It's weird. Wow. It's, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, some people on um, that are listening to this podcast have never yeah. been through it. So, like, can you yeah. describe any different aspect that we haven't already gone over before that you haven't, you know, that you haven't said yet? Yeah, just you know, all I would say with um, any NLP work or any inner work you're doing, you have to take a chance and do it. Like, there's there's no way to describe it. Like, I can tell you, oh, you know, I I don't I don't feel the feeling associated with the event and. Mm-mm. You could take me at my word, but the best way to learn is to is to do it. You have to go through the eye of the needle, as they say, <laughs> right? So it's definitely it's one of those things. I mean, I recommend it. It's um, yeah, like like this particular thing has been bothering me for a long time. How long? Oh, years, man, years. Wow. And it, but it's again, it doesn't stop me from performing, but it it does hold me back from performing at the at the next level potential that I know mm. I can, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So yeah, like it's, it's been 
all, it's been consistent there, but now, yeah, it's just the thing. It's just do the thing. I don't know how else to explain it. It's just do the thing. <laughs> so now yeah, with cool. this limiting belief or this fear being gone, yeah. where do you see yourself going in the future? Well, in the very near future is um, relaunch my podcast. So that's coming November 1st. Push it by November 1st. Um, relaunch of the podcast. Um, finishing up the programs um i have a couple more modules for one and then i just i have to i fit just finish the outline for the other uh third one's almost done so i got to get those done and then uh while i'm doing that hire the other folks because i should be selling it while i'm making it no sense in you know waiting so as 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 a wise man was said come on now right (laughs) come on now (laughs) <laughs> oh man, there you go. Oh, that's too funny. Oh my gosh. Hey, you and Beast Mode on that, man. Great job, right? Man, that was good. I, I'm telling you, no, for real, for everybody who's listening, I mean, if you could have your beliefs, but I say is try it. Mm. Just go to a certified practitioner, like Charles said earlier. Just 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 do it. Just do it. Like <laughs> it's hey. not therapy. It's not none of this woo-woo shit. It's <laughs> it's really like like Y'all, y'all don't realize what I just did right now. Like I went years into the past and I've done a similar exercise with clients. That's the, that's the thing. But once you go through it, like when you can go back and have those conversations and have that led by a professional, it's like, it's a whole different experience. Change your life, man. Tell you change your whole life. (laughs) Hey, thank you so much for showing up for your divine appointment. Like I said Mm -hmm. before on a a lot of other podcasts, I am hitting people up randomly and just like asking, Hey, you want to be on the podcast? And you showed up for your divine appointment. So thank you. Absolutely. Uh, Well, please give the audience one more, a bit of wise words that you've already given. Man, listen, what I could tell you is a couple things. One, is always be mindful of your gateways, right? Your gateway one, two, and three. Um, and just to stay curious, it's there are so many uh, one-liners, I guess I could throw up, but really that's it. It's just, just stay curious, man. There's, there's so much uh, world out there, so much to experience, so much untapped potential or resource you have inside yourself. Just stay curious, my friend. Stay mm. curious. <laughs> hey, tell everybody That's where it. to find you at, bro. Sure. So uh, you can find us online at curiosityled.com, uh, Curiosity Led Podcast on Spotify um, and YouTube. I can find us on Facebook at Curiosity Led and IG and Curiosity Led. Try to get on Twitter, but yeah, me and Twitter, we uh, we don't get along right now, but I'm going to make my way to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> 100 once again thank yeah. you so much emilio and thank you all out there for your attention and support and love you know i appreciate and love all you guys out there uh and if you're on youtube or facebook please give a thumbs up and subscribe and if you're on a podcast give a brother five stars and give me some feedback but until next time please take care of yourself and take care of one another peace <laughs>